0: Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Acquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Thrive with Confidence, Industry Insights. So happy to be here with you all again. Today I am joined by Kendall and Teresa. Ladies, how are you today?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you, Scott? Well, Scott? Thank you.
1: I am super duper. Not just regular duper, but super duper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so,
2: always great to have a super day.
1: Yeah. It is well, Yeah, it is. Super, super, day. super duper day, super duper day. Oh, oh always, always great to, uh, to get to spend some time with, with you and, and, and talk. And, and speaking of talking, uh, I, I want, I want to chat today about communication and, you know, we, we did, we did an episode that, that was around patient communication and what, what does that look like? But you know, something that, that we didn't really touch base on was how much communication is the right Amount of communication for for our patients. What do you ladies feel uh, about you know what is 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 there too much? Can we over communicate with our with our patients?
2: Well, you know, Scott, I feel like I can be an expert in this because you know when I was in elementary school and everything, my top uh, my top comment was always Kendall does great in class, but she talks too much. She she communicates too much, and so um, I definitely no. think, <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, I can. <laughs> I, it's my personality. I am a very social butterfly. Um, but I definitely think there is a line there. There is a line between not communicating enough and communicating too much. You want to make sure you're communicating with your patients, especially when it comes to when you're pre-appointing of, you know, that patient, they haven't been in your office for a year as, as much as you'd hope that they would have put in their phone calendar or wherever that, oh, that they're going to put down, that they've got an appointment that next year at your office at this time, very unlikely that they're going to remember that. And so you need to be reaching out to them to to let them know that their appointment's coming up. Um, But I think there's a fine line to pestering and to to, to bugging them of that.
0: I would agree. I think it's important to set a consistent cadence on what that's going to look like to remind patients around, uh, the, the timing of their eye exams and when they're going to be due back to see the doctor. You know, as a busy mom myself and somebody who kind of runs our household, I plan no, no less than a month in advance. If it's not on my calendar um, a month out, it's not going to make my calendar. You know, there are very few and far between things that, that would. So I, I think that reaching out to a patient to let them know minimally a month that uh, their anticipated date back to the optical for their um, for their annual eye exam is is important. And if we don't get a response by then, what's the next appropriate time? Is it going to be the day after that, the day after that and the day after that? No, you know what by that time I'm going to unsubscribe and um, probably miss my eye exam altogether. So a month out, two weeks out, and then two days before the the exam. By that time if I haven't responded then, I I probably will miss my uh, you know anticipated uh, follow-up appointment by that time. So at which point you would reschedule me for at least three months out and then communicate with me again.
2: I agree with that, Teresa. And I think it's something, yeah, doing that that text reminder a month out, it doesn't need to happen that three weeks, you know, then wait that two weeks. But I would say even then, you know, if you haven't gotten a reminder, if you haven't gotten a response by that two-week mark... I would look at it and say, you know, apparently a, a text message isn't working for this patient. If it's now you've you've seen a text twice to them, they, it's gone unanswered. Um, that's where I'd look and say, you know, yeah, that two day mark or or looking at giving, it, will a text be that one that we want to do? Or is it a phone call? Is it something to say, you know, do that phone call and say, we've tried to reach you by text and Be able to do it that way. Try some other form of communication, um, but definitely, I think not bombarding them. Mm
1: -hmm. I think an important question to to ask yourself as as a business owner is: Do I know how? often I'm communicating or, or, or that my platforms are communicating with, with, with my clients. It blows my mind. Um, you know, you, you have conversations and we talk about, you know, I, I, I feel like patients aren't, aren't responding or, or they're, they're not confirming appointments or we're doing, well, okay, let's, let's take a step back. What does your communication cadence look like? And you know, there, there, there's, there's oftentimes right here, you know what, I'm not actually sure how, how often we're doing yeah. this, or I, I, we, we, we look at it and I, and I've had times where it is a, I mean, it's just, a, a ridiculous amount of times that w- that we're doing this, right? We're we're starting off with with a good spot, like Teresa said. We're doing that month out, but then the next thing you know, it's a it's an every week from that point out, and then it's a you know we, we get two three days out, then it's you know it's multiple times with within that, and that's just one form of communication, right? That may just be a text message. We're not taking into account that uh, you know some of our systems also send emails, and it, and so we, when when we look at this, I think that there is a that there is an opportunity or, or, or or there is a chance that you are over communicating. And I think when we over communicate to, to Teresa's point, it's a, what, 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 what am I doing? Right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to forget about it. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to shut things off and, and I'm I'm, I'm going to unsubscribe, right? I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say no, and, and, I'm, and I'm not going to, and I'm going to miss, right? Important information from, from my medical provider. So I think really, you know, take, taking charge of this and, and knowing, right? Knowing what that, what that cadence looks like. And, and like you said, Teresa, it's, it's creating a consistent cadence with, with that, knowing what forms of, of communication are going out when uh, and how often, but also knowing what types of, of communication you're community responds the 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 best to right do do they do they want a text do they want an email do they want a a letter tied to a corgi's back running to their front door i don't know right absolutely (laughs) who doesn't who doesn't want a little fluffy butt running a a, their their confirmation (laughs) to their to their front door um that that, that's a that's a plug for the national corgis of america association i mean is that a real thing
0: I don't think so. Uh, I don't think,
2: it, I feel like if it was, I would know about it
1: by now.
0: NCAA, National Corgis Association of America.
1: I, I, think, I think there might already be an, an, an NCAA that is not for corgis. Oh. <laughs> so when we think about uh, that, that, that cadence that you were talking about, Teresa, what, what in, in, your, in your opinion, what does that cadence look like? What, would, what, what is a good example of, of a proper um, patient communication cadence?
0: If you're going to be communicating with me via text message, one text message or email one month, two weeks, two days before my appointment should be um, at that point. I've clearly received your your message and uh, I'll, I'll respond uh, any more than that. It gets it gets I get I feel like I get bombarded and I might just delete it or unsubscribe.
1: Yeah. Okay. What about what about just a good old fashioned phone call?
0: And I'm glad that you asked about that because I think it's also very important to know how your patients prefer to be communicated with on most intake forms. And I feel like this is overlooked so much. There is a preferred method of communication in most EHRs. When you're putting in the information in the patient profile, it will ask you the preferred method of communication for your patient. If they don't have text message in the off chance that they don't, um, or if they, you know, don't listen to their voicemails, you know, don't leave, you know, don't leave them a, a message if they don't have email, you know, don't send them a me- email. Communicate with your patients the way they prefer to be communicated with.
2: What I would recommend too is, uh, like Scott mentioned, look at what what your system's currently doing for. Communication because you don't want to wait until you have that patient that comes in going, I got 10 emails or text messages. Yes, it may not be 10, they're going to over exaggerate, but they're going to be frustrated. Let's not wait until the frustrated patient comes in. Review your system now. Um, So this is a a great, if you're listening right now, go check your system. This is that great reminder um, and just update. Make sure you know what it is. But be able just to be able, because I will also say knowing your system, knowing when that uh, communication is going to happen, that's also a great way to help when you're pre-appointing. If you have that patient that says, I don't want to pre appoint I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in the next year. That's where you can say, "Well, we'll give you a, we'll send you a text or an email, um, and the month out, we'll do it. Then another two weeks out, so you'll have plenty of notice of when your next appointment is for that year. So it's only going to help you in other areas of the practice.
1: And I don't and I, and I know. We talked about this on on the last episode, but I'm going to throw a reminder out there again um, for for those which is most offices that have an automated patient communication system know what like what kindle said no know, know what your system is doing and but but the biggest thing is is know that it's doing it all right D- double check and and make sure that, that that the communications are actually going out um automated systems are are are, are not uh something that that are not going to fail. Right. Um, they, they will have their, their issues. It's technology. Right. Um, and we all know that technology doesn't work all of the time. Sorry, AI. Um, but that that's something that we, we have to check in on. So like I said, I know we talked about it last time, but I, I think it's worth reminding again, since we're talking about patient communication, Check your systems, run, run reports, know, know what, uh, what recalls have been done, what, commu- what patient communications have gone out, and who it's gone out to. Because sad- sadly enough, there is still a number of, of people in our community or communities that probably still haven't gotten in to see their, their, their doctors since they were locked in their homes three years ago. So let, let's make sure that we're, that we're looking out for our patients, that, that we're communicating with them, um, not only the way that they preferred to be communicated with, but in a respectful cadence. So with that, we, we, we bid you all adieu. Um, I don't know. I'm not French. I don't know what that means. But uh, So long. Uh,
2: farewell. farewell.
1: But we appreciate all of you joining us for another fantastic time here on Industry Insights. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great one.